Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, perhaps the most compelling story surrounding the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan one year ago was honoring our commitment to those who aided the war effort from the inside, including Afghan women who literally risked everything to advance the cause. We'll share one of those stories. Also this morning, the Findlay and Toledo events have been merged into a single race for the cure, but Susan G. Komen of Northwest Ohio still has something special for all the big wigs of the Flag City. And one size does not fit all, why embracing inclusiveness is good business for the style and fashion industry. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. So today is National S'mores Day. If you need a reason to celebrate, there you have it. Also, it is National Duran Duran Appreciation Day. National Duran Duran Appreciation Day. <laughs> Love me some Duran Duran. National Spoil Your Dog Day. National Lazy Day, which is kind of cool. If you're going to spoil your dog, you may as well be lazy too. International Vlogging Day. Vlogging, of course, video blogging. Uh, so National Vlogging Day. Uh, National Smithsonian Day. And it is World Lion Day. So reasons to celebrate today. Um, so, yeah, yesterday was my birthday. And um, it was uh, one of the things that I love about social media is on your birthday, all of your friends get to wish you a happy birthday. The tough part about that is that I, there were so many people uh, posting on my timeline wishing me a happy birthday. I felt the need, you kind of feel obligated to at least acknowledge all of those uh, posts. Uh, but there were so many of them, I know I missed somebody. So if you <laughs> if you wish me a happy birthday uh, on Facebook yesterday and I did not... Uh, respond in some way, at least like your post. It's just because there were so many of them. I, I know that I missed some. But anyway, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of the... Uh, but it is uh, really cool to uh, see all of those uh, folks, you know, wishing you a happy birthday on your special day. It's just one of the nice things about Facebook. And there are so few things that are really nice about Facebook. That's one of them. Uh, some of the uh, interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Did you happen to hear about this? A Utah-based apparel company called Lions Not Sheep. Uh, they make uh, patriotic clothing emblazoned with the American flag. Uh, they are known for their pro-Trump um apparel and their pro second amendment apparel and they send a copy of the u.s constitution with every order <laughs> well this is embarrassing they have been uh they have been fined nearly a quarter million dollars for replacing the made in china labels on their apparel with misleading made in the usa labels <laughs> you could see based on their their product uh, specialty why they would want to have made in the USA labels on their clothing, not made in China, uh, obviously. However, the uh, Federal Trade Commission uh, says that uh, the products did not meet the requirements for made in the USA labeling. Um, 
The clothing is actually made in China, Colombia, and Bangladesh, although the company says the products are printed, embroidered, labeled, tagged, and bagged in the U.S., but uh, that's not enough. The, <laughs> the requirement is that all of the manufacturing substantial uh, 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 content of the product uh, must be made in the USA and this does not meet that threshold so they've been caught they've been fined uh, for uh, claiming that their clothes are made in the USA when they uh, actually uh, are not <clears throat> that's embarrassing <laughs> oh goodness speaking of uh, people getting into trouble did you hear this a little closer to, to home this story a former court employee is facing federal charges for allegedly sending dozens of feces-lined letters to politicians uh, in the state of Ohio, Republican politicians. Police arrested 77-year-old former Portage County Common Pleas Court mediator on Friday for allegedly violating a federal law that prohibits mailing the mailing of hazardous materials. <laughs> He's a 77-year-old former Portage County Common Pleas Court mediator. You would think he would know better uh, than this. Court records show Richard Steinley, also called Republicans pigs and racists, sent them feces-lined letters, these politicians. Uh, now, the uh, story notes that uh, state senators who were the target of uh, Mr. Steinley's ire never actually received the letters because they were intercepted by workers in the mailroom at the Ohio State House and uh, workers at post offices in Akron and Cleveland. So, nice try, but no. And he's uh, facing federal charges besides. Facing federal charges in this, uh, in this whole deal. <laughs> Not too bright. Uh, let's see, what else is uh, going on? Uh, that guy uh, earned fame not for the reason that you want, but, you know, in this day and age, uh, reality television and internet uh, platforms like TikTok and Instagram and all of those, they can turn ordinary people into celebrities overnight, just like that. And somebody goes viral online or what have you. But is there a downside to that sudden fame, psychologist Audrey Tang looked into this and says that sudden fame often causes people to measure their self-worth in terms of popularity. And when someone becomes a new celebrity, they could lose control of the narrative of their lives as social media and mass media takes over. Hysteria of fame. Uh, internet fans and internet trolls alike might feel that they have a more personal connection to you than they really do when you become famous. And, of course, if there is money involved, you think big lottery winners and all of that, financial management can be another concern. Uh, she says, any change, even if you are prepared for it, takes some getting used to when you begin to actually live it. So, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Uh, the idea that you know everybody wants to have that viral moment. Have you ever have you ever posted something online that you thought was particularly clever 
or a video that was particularly heartwarming or something like that and thought, you know, this could go viral and I could be famous. Maybe you're not necessarily shooting for that, but there's always that possibility because you never know these days. Well, maybe be careful what you ask for because reality and fame can be not all that it's cracked up to be is the long and short of it there. Couple of other uh, interesting items here among the first things you need to know as we get your midweek Wednesday started. Already Wednesday. Is that hard to believe? This is kind of, speaking of fame, uh, this is really interesting. A famous person who maybe you didn't realize this is who he is or why he was famous, but Japanese fashion designer Issei Miyaki. I hope I have that pronunciation right. Japanese fashion designer Issei Miyaki has died at the age of 84. Now, why is he famous? Why do I bring this up? Because uh, Miyaki was known for producing the iconic black turtlenecks fancied by Apple founder Steve Jobs. You know, he was always seen wearing a, a black turtleneck. Well, those designs were Issei Miyaki designs, and uh, he has died now. He was born in Hiroshima, survived the atomic bomb, survived the bombing of Hiroshima when he was seven years old. Japanese news agency Kyoto reports that uh, Miyake passed away from liver cancer this past Friday. So, hmm. And uh, lastly, among the first things you need to know this morning, and this is big news. See how you feel about this. Uh, the Miss Universe beauty pageant is changing its eligibility rule that's been in place for 70 years. For the first time, both married women and mothers will be allowed to compete in this year's competition. Currently, only single women between the ages of 18 to 28 who have never been married and never had children were eligible for the Miss Universe title. But they are doing away with that in a new memo. The Miss Universe organization says they believe all women should have agency over their lives and that a human's personal decisions should not be a barrier to success. Quoting there. The new rule will be in effect for the upcoming 2023 pageant. So how do you feel about that? I, if you're going to allow... I, have, I, I think allowing people, if they're mothers... You know, if they've born children, that should not disqualify you from being Miss Universe. But by the very nature of the title, Miss Universe, do you, I mean, is letting married uh, women, it's not that I have anything against married women, I'm married to one. <laughs> but but they do have a, a Mrs. Universe and a Mrs. USA pageant, right? Um so I just thought that was kind of interesting. The Miss Universe uh, pageant is now letting married women in. So, I mean, it's not the same as if you were letting men in. <laughs> Who knows? That may be next. I don't know. I, I probably shouldn't go too far down this rabbit hole or else I'll get myself into trouble here in this, uh, <laughs> in the current uh, climate of sensitivity and inclusiveness and all of that. And I get it, but... Uh, you know, the mothers is one thing, but uh, married women it just seems kind of odd. Anyway, so there you go. 
some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Wednesday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. Your WTOL 11 weather, partly to mostly sunny skies, are expected today with a high of 80. Just a few clouds tonight, a low of 64. The Finley-Hancock County Community Foundation will again be holding Community Conversations, a dialogue with members of the community. Community Foundation President and CEO Brian Treese on why it's important to participate. Some of us may have been guilty of saying, oh, my voice doesn't matter. Why should I participate? It's so important because this results in actionable items from us, grant making from us, that can make a difference for you, your friends and neighbors. Tree says since their first community conversation event in 2017, more than $5.7 million from the foundation has been invested into areas that the community said mattered to them. Get more on community conversations on the website. The head of the American Red Cross of North Central Ohio, who's based in Findlay, is joining the ongoing Red Cross disaster relief operation in Kentucky. Todd James will be serving as the public affairs manager, overseeing efforts to communicate vital information on services available to families and communities. Learn more about how you can help people affected by that extensive flooding on our website. With the president signing the CHIPS Act into law, final piece is now in place for Intel to develop a huge computer chip making factory a little northeast of Columbus. The community has already made room for the factory and the state has provided Intel with significant tax incentives to bring thousands of jobs to central Ohio. And let's not forget creating millions in tax revenues. State officials tell us as long as Intel continues to make a commitment to Ohio, Ohio will make a commitment to them. In New Albany, Tino Ramos. The West Ohio Food Bank will be holding three food distributions at Hancock County this week. One will be held at the University of Finley, another at First Presbyterian Church in Finley, and a third at the Church of Christ in Macomb. Get more details on the website. The Cincinnati Bengals have sold the naming rights to Paul Brown Stadium. The team announcing that the facility will now be known as Paycor Stadium. The deal is for 16 years. The human capital management company has provided services to the Bengals for many years. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, it's hard to believe, but this month marks the one-year anniversary of the withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan. And no matter how one feels about how and why we pulled out, it is worth noting that among the unsung heroes were the Afghan and American women who served alongside each other and the bond they developed in doing so that has transcended the war. One of the American soldiers who mentored and served alongside her Afghan counterparts over the course of four deployments is the current program manager for the PenFed Foundation Afghan Rescue and Resettlement Program, Rebecca Edmondson, who joins us this morning along with the former commander of Afghanistan's female tactical platoon, Manaz Akbari. Thank you both for uh, taking the time this morning. Rebecca, let me start with you. What was that experience like in in training and serving alongside the women of the Afghan army? And talk a little bit about their the role of these women during your deployments. Well, the experience, in short, was um, it was life changing for me. Um, I had served for six years in the army prior to ever making it over to Afghanistan, and uh, I never would have envisioned that I would be serving in a capacity where I was training um, and and working alongside of Afghan women. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, in so many ways, very profound um, as a as an American and as a woman 
to be able to serve there and to empower them to really excel and reach their um, their their potential. Uh, what they did um, on a day to day basis um, was collecting intelligence from other women in Afghanistan, which prior to um, their program existence, uh, we were only gathering intelligence from other men. Um, it, it wasn't culturally appropriate for, for male soldiers, uh, male U.S. soldiers, to interact um, with women in Afghanistan in that capacity. So mm-hmm. what they were able to do was uh, complete the loop and uh, be able to provide actionable intelligence and ensure the safety of uh, military forces. Mm. Now, from the name, we can deduce the mission of the PenFed Foundation Afghan Rescue and Resettlement Program, but talk a little bit about some of what is involved in that. Mm -hmm. So um, our primary mission is to uh, provide support to our Afghan allies that worked so courageously beside us for, for that period of time. And so um, irrespective of your feelings about the evacuation, uh, we believe that it's our duty and our honor to be able to assist them in the same, in a, in a similar way um, that they served with us in Afghanistan. We feel that it's uh, our duty and our honor to be able to, uh, to continue serving with them now that they're here in the United States. Uh, we provide resources um, and um, we're just a source of support wherever needed. We mentioned the U.S. exit from Kabul, which was chaotic, although to be fair, it was probably unrealistic to think that it was going to be anything but. Uh, but, uh, Manaz, I'm, I'm curious, what was it like evacuating from the airport in Kabul and then leaving your home country for really the unknown? Uh, the, the evacuation, as you told, it was chaotic, and uh, I remember that uh, when we gonna when we wanted like FTPs want to get inside the airport, it was like in middle of like midnight, uh, like around twelve and one o'clock, and it was really dark, and I had to sit on one of the soldiers' uh, um, shoulder to like show the FTPs. And uh, there were there were a lot of crowded and the FTPs disappeared in in the crowded and I had a, a flashlight and with the flashlight I was uh, trying to find the FTPs and it was really awful and I remember when I um, at the airport and when I sat in a airplane like big uh, airplane like cargo uh, there were a lot of people but the um, the environment of the Kabul fog makes everybody to be silent, even like the children, like the baby, even the baby, hmm. everybody was silent. There was no crowd, and it was really hard thing to me to explain it. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, what, is, what are the biggest challenges that uh, Afghan women refugees face in uh, resettling or attempting to resettle in this country? Well, if you can imagine uh, what it would be like to leave behind uh, everything, you know, your your jobs, your country, your family, your life. Yeah. Um, and starting anew in an unfamiliar environment where you don't speak the language and you don't have a source of uh, income and employment. And all of these things are just such tremendous challenges. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of um, internal um, angst that people are, are dealing with and will continue to deal with. But 
as, uh, as they look forward into the future. It's also very difficult because there's no clear pathway towards citizenship. So that's another thing that uh, we're doing with the foundation to um, ensure that every family uh, is applied for asylum. Hmm. Manas, what has been the biggest surprise in coming to the United States? Uh, good question. Uh, when I was in Afghanistan, like everybody say that Americans are not friendly culturally. Hmm. I had some American sisters that were within me, uh, but I thought that maybe because they are my friend, they are like friends with me, and the other Americans they are not friendly. Uh, but when I came here, when I saw like the support of Americans, uh, uh, people, and also I work for uh, uh, for immigrant art, like they provide legal services for Afghans uh, and other people refugees. And when I saw like how they or other people that they are trying to help Afghans to resettle and have a new life in the United States, I become very surprised, and I think that the thing that I heard in Afghanistan, that wasn't true. Hmm. Again, uh, Rebecca Edmondson is a the current program manager for the PenFed Foundation Afghan Rescue and Resettlement Program. Uh, Manaz Akbari, former commander of Afghanistan's female tactical platoon. Rebecca, where do folks learn more about uh, the uh, rescue and resettlement program and, and how they can uh, help in this effort? Mm-hmm. Um, more can be uh, learned uh, at our website, penfedfoundation.org. Um, There you can learn more about the program and the different types of things that we're doing. Um, Also, there's an opportunity to donate there, and uh, you can see where uh, your money directly will go towards the resettlement journey. We will link that up on our webpage. Encourage folks to check it out. Thank you both for taking the time this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gretchen Awad is here from uh, Susan J. Komen of uh, Northwest Ohio. Normally, uh, in in the past, this is about the time we'd be uh, talking about getting ready for the uh, Walk for the Cure and uh, all of that. That's not happening in Findlay now, uh, focusing on the uh, Toledo Walk. But you haven't forgotten about the Flag City, necessarily. We, we would never forget about our, <laughs> our wonderful Flag City. We are um, hosting the Northwest Ohio Race for the Cure. So we want to make sure that it's not just Toledo-centric, although Toledo can host bigger crowds. We invite everyone to come join us in Northwest Ohio at that Race for the Cure, of that's, course. That's really the, the the reason, because I know some people have said, well, why? I mean, the Finley race has been a, uh, a big event. It's been a huge maybe success. Maybe that yes. was uh, maybe too big for its britches, and it's, you needed more room and, and don't have any more room to expand. So. We do, and you know, unfortunately, we need room to expand, and the Komen staff has shrunk. So, uh, <laughs> well, you know, you combine, too, yeah. you combine those two things, and we have to choose the biggest footprint and um that would be well it makes sense so we invite everyone to come join us at race for the cure and i know that there have uh historically been a number of people who kind of quote unquote did the double oh sure Uh, you know sure those brave those those brave runners they it's a pink weekend and we love that we support our our brave pink weekenders who would do both but Come join us on Sunday, September 23rd. I was going to say, let's uh, make mention of that because, again, everybody from Findlay is certainly invited to participate. That's coming up uh, late next month. Of course, the last Sunday in September. So Sunday, September 25th this year in downtown Toledo. Plenty of parking, plenty of directions, plenty of help, plenty of information. We invite you to come join us and celebrate 
all of our survivors. And the registration and all of that uh, is open now for It that? is open, okay. yes. So $35 registration fee, register as a survivor. You can do a 5K. You can do the One Mile Family Fun Walk. Uh, your packet can be mailed or we can. Uh, you can pick it up on race day or at Dave's running. So we'll announce all those fun dates and, and welcome you to join us. However, is easiest for you. We welcome you. So, uh, and for Findlay specifically, <laughs> you've got something uh, something new uh it is uh, the big wig finley fundraiser explain what this is all about it is exactly as it sounds as okay. we speak there are dozens of pink wigs being delivered to the Komen office uh my home and uh we invite <laughs> anyone in the finley area to challenge themselves and others to fundraise launching on September 25th, which is race day. So we okay. are going to announce our Findlay big wigs. And yes, they will be wearing wonderful bright pink wigs to uh, <laughs> to um, show off to the community who they are and who they support and what they support and breast cancer fundraising for Komen. We will announce them. We've been in partnership with WTOL. They're a wonderful uh, media partner of ours. So we will do some special feature stories on these big wigs. Mm -hmm. And we invite you to fundraise all through October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to crown who among the, oh, about eight or so who who take us up on this challenge mm -hmm. and become the Komen Northwest Ohio Finley Big, big wig. wig. The biggest <laughs> wig of them all is what we are looking for. So that actually starts on race day on September the uh, 25th. It does. But do folks have to be at the race to participate in this? We don't. You don't have to be. We okay. invite you to be because we sure. want to share and announce and be so proud yeah. to share who these big wigs are. So we we are going to save space in our um, live broadcast of the Northwest Ohio Race for the Cure. Awesome. Um, so you will be broadcast all over the WTOL viewership area. The yeah. You will be part of the opening <laughs> ceremony. Um, so we, you know, of course, you're not required if you have a scheduling conflict, but we certainly encourage you because we want everyone to know who you are. Yeah, I want to make sure that we don't exclude anyone who's, oh, I no, can't do no, September no, 25th. No. You can still... Uh, if you're willing to be that. a big wig, you're invited <laughs> to race. It's not required. But we've kind of, we've made a, a nice little plug and play for anyone who's willing to do this. We have billboards booked. We have, as I mentioned, WTOL viewership and, and um, feature stories scheduled. We have uh, the budget in place. We have all the fundraising activities that you can do. We support however you, we meaning Komen, support however you want to fundraise, and we celebrate that. So it is a Terrific. plug and play, and it's a wonderful way to get yourself and uh, celebrate someone you may love. So how does someone become involved uh, in that fundraiser? I ask you to reach out directly to me, Gretchen Awad, the executive director of Komen at Northwest Ohio. Um, I can be emailed at g awad at coman.org. I will mention we've already had a couple of people. I'm not going to say who because we want to keep everyone a, right. a surprised. For the big reveal. For the big wig reveal. Yeah. Uh, but there are some people, two people who have taken us up on this challenge already. And I will say they're in kind of a specific industry. So there may be some direct challenges made, a uh -huh. throwdown okay. made. Just, right. just letting, that, <laughs> letting right. that be known. This should be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You said, you said all of the, uh, the, the wigs are being delivered 
yes. your home. So we that, have, you must that must be really interesting for the uh, delivery drivers. Do they know when well, they? <laughs> you know, I they are used <laughs> to delivering delivery. anything pink goes to my home, so they're used to it. What What's interesting is my three uh, teens always wondering what's open. So I'll have to hide the wigs. What are from all these them. wigs for? Yeah, I'll have to hide the wigs <laughs> from them. Pink wigs. But um, well, you know what? Well, maybe we'll take some fun pictures, but it'll be good. And but you know, for our big wigs, we will help you launch. We have a photographer lined up, you know, professional headshots done. This is all, as I said, plug and play to make this a fun fundraising effort for you to support breast cancer research and supportive care for those who need it. And that's really what it's all about. Again, we, you know, we have fun with it and we, you know, we laugh about it and, and all of that. And the the idea is to have fun, but with a a very serious purpose. Of course. And you know, what I love about, this will be the first time this is hosted in our area. And what I've noticed about other Komen bigwigs across, across the country who've hosted it is the bigwig candidates have embraced this month of fun or six weeks of fun or whatever their timeline is yeah. and warned them in public and invited people to say, okay, I got to ask, why are you wearing the big wig? <laughs> and it's the perfect opportunity to share, um, whether it's a personal story of someone they love or themselves, if they are a survivor and, um, why they believe and why they support the mission of Komen to save lives in the fight against breast cancer. So as you said, it's fun it- to, play with with a serious message yeah and and it's an easy sell in the sense that everybody has been touched by this just about everybody either themselves and their family knows somebody who has been touched by this and that is again i i suppose uh, good in the sense that it makes it an easy sell but the whole idea is to make that less uh less so in the future 100 percent um we i um jokingly say all the time but with a serious undertone i'm working myself out of a job Mm -hmm. and the day that coleman says gretchen you are relieved of your duties because we have found the cures and everyone has equal and equitable health care access i'm good but until then we're going to ask people to wear pink wigs and and race for the cure (laughs) (laughs) and that's what it's all about uh, because one of the other things we want to mention is all of the ways that coleman helps the susan g coleman Mm -hmm. foundation helps those who are going through this right so you know we kind of have two channels of of how we support uh breast cancer research breast cancer uh through research groundbreaking Mm -hmm. research focusing on the most deadly forms of breast cancer and then what does the community the breast cancer community the people what do the people need who are either most at risk um whether that be family history or whether that be um challenging access to uh, quality health care mm-hmm. um, or once they are in treatment what are those financial challenges they are facing um, what are the medical challenges they are facing and as they advance um, or you know uh, face more and more breast cancer challenges how mm-hmm. does Komen step in with um, research and access to yeah. um more and more life-saving care for those who want to learn more about what uh, Komen does and uh, more about the race mm-hmm. which is coming up the end of September and the big wig Findlay <laughs> uh, fundraiser which is uh, going on uh, September and October you've got that all at your website right I do I invite you to join us at Komen.org um, if you want to register for the race that's backslash NW Ohio race and you can always 
again, email me or, or call and, and all that information is on the site. And we will get that linked up at our webpage as well. So folks can go to goodmornings.net and you'll find it there. Again, Gretchen Awad with uh, Susan G. Komen, Northwest Ohio. Thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veteran Services. <laughs> Imagine being arrested in the morning, spending most of the middle part of the day in jail waiting to be bailed out, and then in the afternoon promptly getting arrested again for committing a crime just steps away from said jail. It happened in Tampa, 32-year-old man arrested on a drunken driving charge at 7 in the morning on Sunday. Police wrote in their report that he told them, quote, he was at a concert the night before and was tired. But considering he failed several sobriety tests and showed physical signs of impairment, he was fitted with a custom pair of silver bracelets and escorted to jail. His bail set at $500. Eventually, a friend came along and he was released. But he didn't get to enjoy his freedom for very long. After being let out of jail, he tried breaking into three separate vehicles in the parking lot of the jail. In the parking lot. The three cars, a Ford, Chevy, uh, a Ford and two Chevys, all belonged to the sheriff's office. <laughs> they, they weren't even private vehicles. They were property of the sheriff's office that he tried to break into. So when authorities uh, noticed he was tampering with the uh, cars and asked him what the heck he was doing, he claimed he was looking for his keys and that he thought they were inside of the of the cars. <laughs> they weren't buying it. He was carted back to prison, this time with a higher bail, and was charged with three counts of auto burglary on top of his existing charges. Uh, he did manage to post the $15,000 bail, and did manage not to get arrested for a third time uh, after all of that. <laughs> Talking about making a bad situation worse right there. That's, that's our story out of Florida, Tampa, Florida there. Um, speaking of people who just can't seem to stay out of trouble, a man who has been robbing banks since 1977 has struck again. Stephen Gregory Glass, known as the Old Man Bandit, was released from prison in 2019 for medical reasons, but that didn't stop him from allegedly attempting to rob two banks in 2022, including a Wells Fargo in Maryland, on July 14th. That was the most recent. Mr. Glass, now age 67, has already served over 20 years in prison for more than 20 bank robberies. He is now in police custody and is being held Without bond. <laughs> wow. The old man bandit striking again. Some people never learn. Um, sometimes you have to wonder how in the world did the police let this guy go? Here's this story. Um, a suspect, and this is in the Bronx, New York. A suspect who was arrested for involvement in a non-fatal shooting can be seen on security video casually jogging out of police custody. <laughs> Just jogging away. 
Eduardo Lason, age 23, allegedly pushed a detective who had been processing him in a station house in the Bronx on Monday. He then fled the station on foot and can be seen on security video just lightly jogging through the facility in a black top and red sweatpants. Just lightly jogging. Uh, he was not handcuffed at the time of his escape. And the NYPD reports that Mr. Lason is still on the loose as of yesterday morning. <laughs> he just casually jogged away and now they can't find him. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Just weird. <clears throat> it's it's not it's not like breaking out of Alcatraz there exactly, but <laughs> all right. You remember the uh, story that we had a few days ago about the uh, scientist who believes that he has solved the mystery of the Loch Ness monster and said it is more than more likely giant eels that people have been sighting for 1500 years in in the lock uh, because they found lots of eel DNA and no monster DNA in uh, the Loch Ness. Um, well, maybe there is another explanation. A recent sighting of the Loch Ness monster turned out to be an escaped alpaca just going for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> the South American animals had escaped their enclosure and decided to cool off in the water. According to a spokesperson from a distance with their long necks, I mean, alpacas are long neck. So from a distance, they very much appeared to be the famous Loch Ness monster. The sneaky alpacas wandered around a bed and breakfast and then waded into the lock and Really got really got some folks' attention. They thought they had spotted the Loch Ness Monster. No, just a bunch of alpacas. <laughs> How about this? A, uh, isn't very often the, uh, the military makes the broken news, but this, I think, is very much deserving. Apparently, according to a news release from the U.S. Army, a combat-ready bra could become part of a female soldier's uniform moving forward. A combat-ready bra. Okay, well, I guess, if you really think about it, you, you would need this, right? If you're going to have females in combat, you need a combat-ready bra. The Army Tactical Brazier is currently in development at the U.S. Combat Capabilities Development Command Soldier Center, or DEVCOM, Combat Capabilities Development Command Soldier Center, DEVCOM. Uh, this is in Massachusetts, where DEVCOM is uh, located. How would you like to be a team? How would you like to be a member of the team <laughs> working on the Tactical Brazier? <laughs> Just that name. Um, and this was the, the part that really got my attention. It says the bra is going through a lot of testing, including flame-resistant testing. I'm not sure that I'd want to be the test subject. <laughs> oh, what do those tests look like? <laughs> hmm. And, and finally, in the broken news this morning, we'll just move on. There are plenty of places to let loose and twerk it out, but a car dashboard is not one of them. Woman in Detroit decided to get freaky on a road trip 
and used the dashboard of her vehicle as her stage. What she didn't know was that a Michigan Department of Natural Resources conservation officer had a front row seat to the show. David Schomberger was patrolling the Belle Isle region when he saw the twerking woman, noting she was unbuckled in her seat and bouncing her booty toward the windshield. (laughs) Is that from his official report? Bouncing her booty toward the windshield. He uh, pulled the car over. Uh, She was not the driver, by the way. Another woman was behind the wheel. But he did take notice after uh, stopping the vehicle of two plastic cups filled with liquid inside the vehicle. The women said the cups were filled with just juice. But soon enough, the driver came clean and said there was also alcohol in them. Probably after the officer noticed an open bottle of tequila in the video in the uh, vehicle as well. The ladies were given a ticket for driving driving with open intoxicants. And I'm guessing the uh, twerking woman was probably uh, cited for not wearing her seatbelt. Don't you think? Probably so. I would. There you go. Uh, that is today's broken news report. This update on the odd and unusual side of the news is brought to you as a public service, more or less. Of Hancock County Veterans Services, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. WFIN Radio News. We keep you in the know with the events of our community that affect you and your family. Whenever it happens, you can count on us to fill you in with the information you need. We'll also keep you up to date with all the latest from around the Buckeye State with the help of the Ohio News Network. And we cover the nation and the world with the resources of ABC News. The information you need around the clock from your news authority. 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and now at 95.5 FM. Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. So a lot of folks are vacationing this year in the summer of 2022. 75% of pet owners plan to take their dog with them on vacation. And 72% of those are going to be traveling by car. That can be a problem if your furry friend gets stressed out while traveling. Um, as a matter of fact, two in three dog owners say that their dog does get stressed out on long car rides. And so researchers at the University of West London have compiled the perfect playlist to soothe your dog's nerves in the car. The number one song on the most calming songs for dogs playlist, according to senior lecturer of music, Sam Sutton. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. (laughs) That's the best song you can play in the car to soothe your dog's nerves. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. I don't know why, it just is. Uh, The rest of the top 10 calming songs to play for your dog while traveling. No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. Everything I Do, I'll Do It For You by Brian Adams. I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. (laughs) Uh, One in Ten by UB40. Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Desperado by the Eagles. Many Rivers to Cross by Jimmy Cliff. And Love is King by Sade. So those are the top. Now, I'm looking over that list, and with only a couple of exceptions, uh, I'm thinking, it may calm my dog's nerves, but it may drive me crazy. (laughs) Uh, conversely, the researchers say 
that the 10 worst songs to play to calm your dog while traveling, the worst songs to play, (laughs) uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica, Ace of Spades by Motorhead, Runnin' with the Devil by Van Halen, Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, Enter Sandman by Metallica, making the list a couple of times there, Duality by Slipknot, Chop Suey by System of a Down, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, Back in Black by ACDC, and you probably could predict this, Black Dog by Led Zeppelin, the worst songs to play to calm your dog while you are traveling. So over the course of the last year, the women's clothing brand J. Jill set out to better understand what women want from fashion. And out of that, they have launched a campaign called Welcome Everybody. Joining us this morning is Elliot Staples, Senior Vice President of Design at J. Jill, and size-inclusive style expert Rochelle Johnson. Elliot, first of all, let me start with you. Tell us about this uh, Welcome Everybody campaign and how it aims to reimagine, if you will, the shopping experience for women. Sure. Our Welcome Everybody messaging and campaign is a very exciting moment for us. It's very much grounded in very thoughtful uh, market research, as well as really listening to our customer and understanding loud and clear from her what she's looking for from us. The messaging also perfectly aligns with our brand vision, which is to celebrate the totality of women everywhere, which of course size is an important part of that. So as we launch our collection and our campaign, we will be launching a single uh, size integrated experience for all of our customers. We'll be expanding our size offering in stores. We'll be offering uh, one price for all designs, regardless of size. That's an important factor here. And visually, we'll be updating our brand with models and real people and influencers such as Rochelle to help lend uh, different lifestyles, different body shapes, different sizes, and allow more women to see themselves represented within our brand. Now, Rochelle, let me ask you, and and this may be a bit of a dumb question. If it is, I apologize, but I'm not a woman, so I'll ask, why is this so important? Why is it important for brands to embrace uh, this inclusive sizing? Well, I think it's really, I mean, that women are not one size fits all. So 70% of women in the U.S. are above a size 14, and it's important that brands understand that and stand behind it and design for women of all shapes and sizes. So I'm really thrilled J. Jill is continuing to evolve to include more inclusive sizing throughout their product offering. Plus, size fashion industry has historically been underrepresented in the fashion space for a long time because those who are not the ideal size have often been left with limited options. And that's exactly why I started my platform so that I could show plus size women where to get clothes, how to style them, and what the fit is like. Now, Elliot, you were talking a little bit about uh, some of what the campaign, the Welcome Everybody campaign is about. Uh, talk a little bit, uh, expand on that as as to what inclusivity means and how you have incorporated that into the designs themselves. Well, we really strive to um, meet our customer where she is in her life and evolve with her as, um, as she evolves. So as a brand, we've always embraced the idea of different body types, sizes, and shapes. But with this campaign, we put a tremendous amount of time, research, and energy into perfecting fit. 
And we believe that the perfect fit isn't just about a size or about a number, but it's truly about how a garment flows and moves and feels on a customer. What I'm super excited about with this campaign is that it's not about one singular outfit shown on a range of different sized women, but more a personal approach to really celebrate the individuality of each of our customers. Uh, Rochelle, I guess it, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, trends. I mean, obviously, we're coming up on uh, autumn, and uh, before you know it, the, the winter season will be here. Do you have any fashion trends, styling tips that uh, you can share for folks for the remainder of the, of the year, the upcoming seasons? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's all about layering um, and putting quick and easy outfits together. So I like to lean towards monochromatic looks, which is just tone-on-tone dressing. Very easy to do. I also love a polished blazer. Um, You can add it to denim, a dress, a skirt, slacks, and it instantly elevates any outfit. And then I also love a dress because you can throw it on. You're out the door. It's so easy. I like to call it like one-and-done dressing. Um, And J. Dill's newest collection has all of these things. They have beautiful designs. They have easy silhouettes and ultra-premium fabrics that J. Dill is so well-known for. And there really is something for everybody. Again, uh, size-inclusive style expert Rochelle Johnson uh, with us this morning, along with Elliot Staples, Senior Vice President of Design at J. Jill. Elliot, first of all, uh, we, we mentioned the uh, Welcome Everybody campaign. Where do folks learn more about that? Well, you can uh, definitely visit us at any of our stores, but you can also go to jjill.com for more information and more great style. And Rochelle, you mentioned the uh, your platform with all kinds of great uh, style and, and uh, trend ideas. Where do we find you online? Yeah, I am I am Beauty Curve on all social media platforms. Very good. We will link all of that stuff up at our webpage as well. Thank you both for taking the time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And that will put a wrap on our podcast for today. Thanks to all of our guests for joining us on the program, of course. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage, and that is goodmornings.net. Coming up tomorrow on the program, Hancock County Veteran Service Officer Nicole Coleman checks in from Washington, D.C., where she is attending the White House signing ceremony for the PACT Act. So until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.